Johnny Kielbasa here, getting underway on a brand new season, season 69 of the Sausage Hut, coming at you, spring has sprung, are you having fun so far, weather's getting nicer, the birds are chirping, the flowers are blooming, those goddamn motorcycles are everywhere, revving their fucking engines, going through town. Yeah, we hear you. I think that most people that 
ride motorcycles, just do it to be looked at. They're just crying for attention. You can give me all the bullshit about the open road and the wind in your hair. It's all just a cry for attention because... Your daddy didn't pay enough attention to you because he was too busy riding his bike all over the place. And when he wasn't riding his bike all over the place, he was working on his bike in the garage. And you'd just be like, Dad, can I help you work on your bike? You'd be like, stay away from my bike. Give me a beer, son. Mom says it's time to eat. I don't care. Go get me a 3-8 socket. Tell your mother to keep my plate warm in the kitchen. But dad, those nuts are metric. There's nothing metric on this bike. It's a goddamn Harley. Wasn't that Harley made in Japan? Shut your mouth, son, and get out of my garage. After you get me a fucking beer. Family life. The circle of life. Johnny Kielbasa on Twitter. Give me a follow. Johnny Kielbasa rocks on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok because, duh, you shouldn't be either. But don't worry, they're not going to care about you, right? They're not going to get your stuff. How about the NBA playoffs? How about that playing tournament? I don't know what's going on. I tried looking up the brackets. I thought LeBron last night was on the verge of getting eliminated, but apparently they weren't eliminated if they lost. They were just going to have to go play somebody else for the ninth seed, but they won and got the seventh seed pretty sloppy game but LeBron turned it on and did what LeBron can only do sinking a three when he needed to getting the assist when he needed to and then that big lug fouled the guy with one tenth of a second left How, how could you do that well Anthony Davis man overrated over the hill I don't know but wouldn't it be great if the Lakers just went all the way? Nobody's going to expect it. But nobody expected the teams that LeBron had when he was in Cleveland that, that he would just strap on his back and take them all the way through the playoffs because that's what LeBron does because he's the GOAT. <laughs> if LeBron James would have played on the Bulls teams that Jordan had, he would have they would have been undefeated. If LeBron would have got to play with Shaq, he would have won six, seven in a row. But no, he was stuck in Cleveland with nothing until the big three came to town and they finally pulled one off. Barely. Thank you for that one. That was the greatest moment in history in Cleveland, Ohio. Whew. All right. Getting into it. Can you believe... It's tax time. Did you get your taxes done? Do you have somebody do it for you? Sign them in and mail them all in. You just got to do that by the 18th. 
not the 15th. Give you a couple extra days just in case. Got all my taxes done. Didn't get any back that I thought. I basically broke even, so I guess I'm doing everything right. But it's nice when you get a little refund. Maybe I should up my withdrawal or whatever so I get a little back every year. Lower my paycheck. That would be just that'd be just dumb. That would just kind of just deluding myself. Oh, hey, look at me. I got a little check back. I don't know. Wondering about that. Wondering about other things. I'm also wondering about the MLB pitch clock. See how that's going. Going to bring on our resident sports expert, Beef Girthhouse. Our friend, friend of the show. He likes telling it like it is because he's a sports talk guy. See if we can get him on the phone here. No, th- no problem, Beef. Yeah, sorry, I had a dog, dog jumping on me over here. I just got a, yeah, got a blue bottle down there, so we'll just get right back to it. Awesome, Beef. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the cast. Beef? Oh, it's a pleasure time. That's, that's for sure. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I would start the things I talk about sports and I talk about real things and I talk about things that uh, affect other things when it comes to the sports world. And I just like to do that. And uh, if someone needs to talk about it and have a discussion, there's some things I like to discuss. So that's what we're going to do here tonight and hope to do it sometime in the future and in the past. Of course. Of course, Beef. You know, Johnny, you do owe me a guest spot when you, uh, I got to come in here and I got to. Uh, Talk about something, uh, do some uh, sports. Uh, Jim McLean's been on vacation for a while. I haven't seen him in a bit, so we'll see if we can get him back in the show. Yeah, man, miss Jiffy McLean. He's a good dude. Knows a lot about sports. So, Beef, I was wondering how the pitch clock's going. Not the bitchcock, like uh, we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Johnny, I thought you said, I thought you said we weren't going to talk about that, but uh, yeah, no, no bitchcock here, just pitch clock. Yeah, pitch clock. Uh, don't don't uh, wear that name out. It seems like we're talking about a twenty-minute savings of time from game to game. And I think in the grand scheme of things, I suppose that's a pretty big deal. Johnny, the pitch clock's a big deal for pitchers, and it's a big deal for uh, pitching staffs, a big pitcher, uh, a big uh, deal for the bullpens. When, when we're talking about pitch clock, we're talking about faster games. We're talking about getting your pitches in while you still can. And I think from a long side, uh, arm dude standpoint, it doesn't really have that much effect on the, the pitcher's arm in the long run, per se. But uh, in the short term, they, they, they do tend to get uh, winded longer. So I think we're going to see a lot more bullpen action as we go because of the, just the starters aren't going to be able to go as long because they got to throw faster. And uh, if they threw slower, they'd probably be able to go longer. But And, and then if they put, actually put a couple guys on base, that actually slows the clock down a little bit in their mind, so to speak. But in the long run, uh, you know, so you save about 20 minutes. Kids are going to get back to school on time or get back to their houses on time so they can wake up and go to school in the morning. Uh, housewives are going to be able to go back and uh, make a late-night snack for their husbands and things like that. Dude, what's with your mid-20th century gender roles right there, Matt? Well, you know, it's just something. The family unit's important when you're talking about baseball, and we're talking about saving 20 minutes on the clock. We're talking about saving uh, 20 minutes for your family and saving 20 minutes for everybody getting out the door and then traffic going back home. And, and that's what they do because that's what sports people they enjoy sports. So people work hard and they wake up in the morning, they eat their breakfast, and they go to work, and they come back home, and they say, hey, I got tickets to the ball game. And we go to the job to the ball game, and sometimes it takes you a little longer than usual. And you know that you really put a pitch clock on <laughs> these uh, red lights around town because sometimes the traffic's just that long and it's hard to get that's for sure, Beef. I, I agree with you there. So do you think pitchers are happy with the pitch clock? I, I don't know if it's whether they're, they're just professional. 
professionals, and it's something that I, I'm sure people, guys, aren't uh, aren't happy with the pitch clock, but uh, some guys are happy with the pitch clock. So you just get out there, and you're just, like, doing it, and you get there, and you throw your ball, and you just kind of get in the rhythm. You go right back to where you go. You don't mess around wrestling, you're messing with your jock strap and your, your cup, and then you, you put badger still on the, the, bill of your, uh, the bill of your hat, and then you're just messing around all the time trying to screw with the ball. You just get the ball in your glove, and you rock and fire. And that's what we used to do in Little League. You used to rock and fire. Rock and fire. That's what we used to say, too. Rock and fire. Rock and fire. And, and, and sometimes I didn't know if it was rocket fire or rock and fire, because when you're pitching, you kind of rock back, then you fire. And sometimes coaches would just say rock and fire. Rockin', rock and fire instead of rocket fire. But really, you wanted rocket fire to come out of your ace pitcher's arm in the form of fastball strikes. Am I right? Yeah, I thought it was always rocket fire, but not, not now that you mentioned it. It could be rock and fire because it was really important to rock back. Before you do the pitching, it's, about, it's all about technique and it's all about the motion. It's all about the physics of the arm and the shoulder, and that's why uh, some people get Tommy John surgery because they rip something in there and they just have to go. they gotta take a you got to take a ligament out of the back of your neck and they put it in your shoulder, and then you you know, you know kind of grow pubic hair on your shoulder for a little while. It's kind of weird. I, I didn't understand the, the physics of it, the physiology of it, because uh, you know, my uncle was a surgeon. He tried to tell me about it once, but I just didn't really really didn't pay much attention because uh, I was too busy staring at his bitch cock. Wait, wait, what? I, 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 I think we, I, I think we <laughs> went a little off, off track right there, a little bit beef. But we'll just let's just bring it back in. So the long story short is we're saving time on the ball diamond because god damn, dude, baseball games are too long. My solution, I thought, was should have just been let's go, let's do six innings. That's two to three hours, no matter what. And then you can just go as long as you want to between pitches, but you're only playing six innings. That's going to affect the integrity of the, 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 the records. Going back to Babe Ruth, everybody played nine games. It didn't matter. You know, if you want to talk about the uh, batting averages, and you want to talk about the uh, single-run game, home-run record, and the Hack Wilson's uh, single-game running by, run of RBI record of uh, 184,000 uh, RBIs every year. Uh, it's just one of those things where you uh, the, the, the so that's what we're going to try to talk about. And we're going to try to keep the integrity of the game as much as we can. Well, what about putting a guy on, on base in extra innings? Couldn't that help somebody get Hack Wilson's record? You know, Johnny, when you're coming to the overtime innings or just extra innings, as they say in the parlance of the day, you're putting a guy on base, and, and as you're, they want to get the games over with, basically. It's funny that they're working to make their game shorter because you'd, you'd think they make more money if the games lasted longer. But really, if the games last longer, you're just losing viewers because people don't have any attention spans. Basically, since smartphones started, nobody has any attention spans anymore, and you just got to talk fast, and you got to go to a commercial quick, and then bring them right back and talk about something else. So what were we talking about, Beef? We were talking about the pitchcock, uh, pitchcock, uh, pitchcock, yeah, and it's something that we're going to see. It's going to don't worry, it's going to stick around for a while, or maybe it only just stick around for a couple years, like the All Star Game winner getting home field advantage in the in the in the World Series. That was about the stupidest thing I ever saw, and I think it was because that dopey baseball commissioner called the All Star Game, and he kind of just overcompensated and said, "Okay, next year we're going to make the All Star Game mean something." But really, it never means anything, and it never should because it's an exhibition, an exhibition. Yeah, Johnny, uh, 
it's a midsummer classic, and everybody likes it. Everybody likes the lineups, and everybody likes cheering for their own home team. And everybody, every team's represented, and whether or not they get the play or not. Sometimes your your guy might come in on the eighth inning, and maybe get uh, just two outs in the outfield, and not get the bat. But that's just the way it goes if you're uh, playing for a bad team. But they they had to just bring somebody in because they had a representative from every every team. But it's fun for the players, and it's fun. The home run the derby's fun, even though that doesn't count for uh, statistics. And it's just something that keeps the fuel going in the sports world. Speaking of statistics, B. Of course, yeah. I love talking about statistics. I love looking up statistics. I love uh, doing some calculations and some algorithms and getting my calculator and I'll just do what I can. Beef, I see that in the these playoff games or whatever, the, the, play, the play-in tournaments, that the teams don't get playoff stats or regular season stats. So they're kind of just playing for nothing. I mean, what if LeBron was three points away from getting the all-time scoring record and then he couldn't he didn't do it because he's in this nether world of playing tournament where do those stats go well, i guess johnny it kind of exists in its own universe it's just something that doesn't exist in the regular season it doesn't exist in the playoffs so it's you just got to keep it there and everybody's going to forget about it once a real playoff start well what if i don't forget about it What's well, kind of like preseason statistics in football, Johnny? But it's not because these games count and they're actually playoff games. So why can't they? they you got to put the stats somewhere. Every stat should count. God damn it! Every stat should count. Just like every sperm is sacred. Are you quoting uh, Monty Python now? Well, I got it. Even though that movie's fifty years old, it's still timely. If you're uh, some sort of wackadoodle dude, right? I do. I, everybody should use condoms because every sperm is not sacred. Lord knows I've flushed billions of them down the fucking drain, brah. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to thank Beef Girthhouse and send him on his way. Thanks, Johnny. It's always good to be here. And, uh, catch my podcast, uh, Beef on Beef and uh, Beef on Sports. And this comes out every Thursday. Thanks, Beef Girthhouse on the Sausage Hut Podcast. Coming at you. Looking for a place to entertain your next bridge club or get-together? Come on down to Cakes and Tea. We have cakes and we have tea for all your friends and ladies. And if you want, we've got a card table. Fold it up on the side and we'll get it out and we'll give you a couple pads to, to play bridge on so you can keep scoring everything. Everybody who wants to play bridge can just have a complimentary cup of tea if they buy the tea tower with all kinds of biscuits and sugar so come on down to cakes and coffees and teas and we'll get you set up right away sauce chud everybody raging through another do you like the sauce chud go give us a positive review won't kill you say something nice about a brother Want to buy a t-shirt? I didn't think so. I still got some. Been wondering about mustard lately. And mustard delivery. The mustard delivery systems that exist in the world. Quite frankly, I'm not happy with the mustard delivery systems that exist currently. You go to the store, you look at the mustards, they're all yellow. I'm not talking about 
brown mustards. I love a Dijon mustard. They've got their own problems, honestly, but they probably have a better delivery percentage. And I think there's a reason, and and they actually can come in clear bottles because the mustard, the Dijon people aren't ashamed of the amount of mustard that you can get out of the bottle. But when it comes to yellow mustard, they're covering it up. And maybe it's because they don't want the sunlight to get to it. Or maybe it's just because they know that they can't get the goddamn mustard out of the bottle, no matter how hard they try. You've got your regular screw top round mustard that's the generic stuff that costs a buck fifty. Then you've got the tubby mustard that's, that's that I kind of that, that's that's my favorite one. It kind of looks like a little barrel, and it's got the longer nozzle on it, and it feels like you can get more mustard out of that. Probably because you can't really squeeze that one all the way to the middle, so you don't really get that good of a gauge on how much mustard's left in it. And then they've got the ones Heinz came out. Heinz thought they got fancy with, oh, we're going to put the nozzle on the bottom, which it works great for some things. Nozzle on the bottom works great for ketchup. Nozzle on the bottom works okay for mayonnaise if you're into that type of thing. But I'm into the straight jar of Hellman's because I like using a spoon or just squeezing it straight out of the big. And that makes me feel like a main, you know what I'm saying? But mustard is a mystery, like how much mustard is on the inside and then try to get the top off. Don't even think about getting the top off because it's somehow it's sealed on there. You can't just screw it off. And if you try too hard, you're going to dig that plastic into your hand or drop it and then it'll explode and you'll have mustard everywhere and mustard doesn't come out easily. Just curious about what mustard companies expect when they put mustard in some sort of some sort of squeezable container back in the day mustard used to come in a jar just like mayonnaise and you'd open it up and you could use a knife and then it was up to you at that point right then somewhere but somewhere along the line people said hey i got mustard here and i want to squeeze it and if you go let's say you go to subway and they have their own mustard containers that are made for squirting. And you always see the sandwich artist got to pound that thing into the bot, pound it into the ground before they give you a squirt. It's like boom, 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 boom. Would you and would you like some more? No, goddamn, I don't want that much fucking mustard. I want that much mayonnaise. I don't want that much mustard. I think the good I love mayonnaise and mustard. Mayonnaise if I'm if I'm using yellow mustard, I'm the mayonnaise mustard combination on a cold cut sandwich of of any kind is a marriage made in heaven. It's a perfect marriage. And I think the ratio of mayonnaise to yellow mustard is about 2 to 1 probably. Maybe 1.8 to 1 mayonnaise to mustard more more mayonnaise but when you get that ratio correct and just bite into a nice french baguette full of cheese and your favorite meats maybe a little shredded lettuce pickles whatever you want no tomatoes on mine it's it's heavenly 
And if I'm having a sausage sandwich at home, I like yellow mustard. And there's nothing worse than grabbing a mustard that you think you don't know how much mustard's in it. But you go and it's... Or the mustard, you don't shake it up enough and you just get mustard water that comes out of it. And then you get like one just half-hearted... It's like, oh man, that ruined ruined my Italian sausage that I made on my stovetop and stunk up the whole kitchen because I cooked the onions too long. Mm. What can you do about that? So I went out and did a little research. Thought I'd make a couple phone calls and see if I could find an expert in mustard delivery technology and see what actually happens when companies are looking to deliver their mustard into your fat and fucking mouth. So I went to the Mustard Mustard Company and I called a dude. I think his name is Dave Mustard. So I went to... Uh, So I went to a dude, I, went, I, I called up a company called the Mustard Mustard Company. Seems a little redundant, but I got one of the VPs of research and development to come on the show. Dave Mustard. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Hey, is this on here? Hey, Dave. Welcome to the Sausage Hut Podcast. What, what are we on again? This is the the Sausage Hut Podcast. I'm Johnny Cobasa. Perhaps you've heard of me. Uh, I talk about cheeseburgers sometimes on the radio. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I was driving up from Valdosta to Chattanooga uh, one morning and I, or one evening, and I thought I heard I thought I heard you yeah, make a crack crack wise about chicken nuggets or some bullshit like that. That's me. But this is my thing. I do the Sausage Hut Podcast, and I appreciate you coming on. What, what can I do for you, Johnny? I'm a busy man, and I got I got other things to do. So, obviously, I'm uh, Dave Mustard. I'm part of a mustard family. We do mustard consulting, mustard production for the Mustard Mustard Company. I'm a fourth generation mustard, and we've been we've been we've been making mustard and talking about mustard and thinking about mustard for a long time. Ever since. You, the only way you could get mustard is go down to the general store and they have the pharmacist actually mix it up for you. You have the turmeric and the mustard seed and the vinegar and the water and all that. And Sometimes you have to wait three or four days for it to get ripe before you could actually get the mustard. Oh, that's, that was in the south. That was before air conditioning and things like that. But people just loved mustard so much that they just waited for it. Now, I was under the impression that mustard came from Germany or somewhere in Eastern Europe because they like sausages and shit. No, Johnny. Actually, mustard, they, those, uh, those crowds over there got their idea from the mustard, mustard company. We dating back four generations to Valdosta, Georgia, where they, they, they do have onions and there's something that we just like with our onions and that's mustard. So, what we really try to do is maximize our profits. So we think about our mustard delivery system, and that's what you're—that's what you're asking me about. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about. Yeah, I'm wondering about what ratio or what percentage of mustard is your company thinking is successful 
for getting out of any given container of mustard. Well, Johnny, you'd like to think in a perfect world we'd, we'd shoot for 100%. Just like if you get some microwave popcorn, Orville Redenbacher down there, we're working on his microwave popcorn. We'd love to have 100% efficiency, but just that's not the way it goes. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I did think about that sometimes. And they, they've got a whole different ball game because how do you make enough popcorn and how do you pop enough popcorn before the shit that got popped early on gets burnt and you don't want to you don't want to turn it off too soon because then you got too many seeds and what are you going to do with those and then if you wait too long you're going to burn the popcorn and next thing you know you're stuck with a bunch of burnt popcorn in a stinky ass house that's what i'm thinking about well, you, well johnny that's kind of what we like to think of when we 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 do our mustard thing here so we've messed around and we've done research and development on mustard containers and mustard delivery devices for a long time and there's several factors to consider when you're looking to give your mustard to a consumer now as we all know you want to get that mustard off the shelf so the first thing you want to do is have a attractive mustard container sitting on the shelf because if you just got some ugly mustard container nobody's going to buy it because they're like oh what's that ugly mustard i now that you mention it i do notice that a lot of mustards have like an hourglass curvy figure that's almost akin to a zaftig woman yeah johnny zaftig's a great word and i I sometimes use it because there's some bigger girls around here but or bigger dudes, too. I guess you could call them Zaftig. If they're, they're just not straight up gigantic, but they're just, they're just a little curvy. Okay, that's enough. I got, I got where I see where you're going with that. Dave, again, we're here with Dave Mustard of uh, the Mustard Mustard Company on the Sausage Hut Podcast. For those of you just tuning in, happy to have him here. And we're trying to get down to the question of how much goddamn mustard are you supposed to get? Out of a jar or out of out of a container of mustard before you just throw it out. So, Johnny, one thing we don't want to do is have everybody have four different tubs, jars, whatever you call it, of mustard in their fridge because sooner or later you're just going to get pissed off and just throw it out. And then then it comes down to like, well, should I recycle? this mustard bottle and because i can't get it open to rinse it out so is are the recycling cops going to come back down to my house and say look dude you've been giving us full mustards and it's been ruining our recycling we have to you know all of a sudden pepsi and coke have to raise their prices because your dumbass can't get all the fucking mustard out of your mustard tub so yeah that's okay so what what is the percentage of mustard that you should be able to get out of well, Johnny, uh, that's that's mostly that's a trade secret, as we like to call it, in the trades. You'd think that it, it was up there seventy percent. Let me let me ask you a question, Johnny. What's uh, what percentage of mustard are you going to be happy with getting the goddamn mustard out of your mustard thingy? I'm thinking about, I think ninety percent, but I don't think I've ever gotten mustard. 90% of the mustard out of anything. And usually about shit, somewhere around 60, 70%, that thing starts going south and you got to do the old shakeroonie. Yeah, Johnny, we try not to do too much shakeroonie. And 
But it's just a fact of life. If you're going to have some, unless you had some sort of gravitational wave that you could heat up to it, or some sort of anti-gravity container for that, you'd probably have to just look for just look for a way to get as much out of it as you can. Well, why do you have? Why do you make it so hard to open up the tops of mustard and can't just you know? Why don't you just get a knife and just spoon it out? We we John, we really don't want people to get open up the mustard because it's got to have an airtight seal or the mustard, the turmeric, you know, the turmeric and the mustard and the vinegar is a it's a ratio that needs to be maintained and this uh, freshness needs to be maintained as long as possible. Now, since you have vinegar in there, it's going to stay a little longer, but sure enough, it's going to go bad and we don't want anybody shooting bad mustard onto their sausages. I, I don't want to either. And I'll tell you another thing that I can't stand about mustard is you got to take the fucking top, you know, or sometimes you got to take the little nub off the top and then you got to take the little plastic thing off. Then you got to put that back and then you break the top of it off. I've had so many things of mustard that I've tried to just open it up once. And next thing you know, uh, the top's broken, so I can't get the top back on. Then I got the mustard, dried mustard around the top, and you got that crusty brown shit, and I got to scrape that off with my fingernail, and then a little bit gets under my fingernail, and next thing you know, I'm bleeding all over creation. Well, I like to say tarnation when I uh, bleed, <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, so we're shooting about, if you can get you, we're happy with, if you can get half of it, honestly, get out. We, the... We here at the Mustard Mustard Company say you want to make – the the profit margin on mustard is so high. Johnny, it's probably – I probably shouldn't even be telling you this, but it's about it's about 90% profit at least because it just doesn't take much. The, I know inflation is affecting everybody, but luckily the price of turmeric is still pretty low, even though people are figuring out it's good for it because it's like an anti – anti-conflagratory so people are just trying to other ways to eat it but you know they've been having it in mustard for a long time even though they're all all things considered there ain't that much mustard you probably to get enough turmeric for your daily balance it probably you probably have to eat about a pound and a half of mustard and i don't think anybody wants to do that anytime soon so what we're saying is i i guess what the bottom line is is don't don't waste too much time on your mustard because you can go buy some really pretty cheaply and why not just have one hanging around as soon as it starts going you just say okay i'm gonna get rid of this and have i'll always have a backup mustard well johnny we always want we always want you to buy more than one mustard and have one in the back and maybe have one up in the have one up in the cabinet because you know johnny you don't have to refrigerate mustard even though everybody does and that doesn't really help you because it just makes it a little uh the what do you call it the viscosity of it a little little lower and that kind of actually doesn't let you get enough mustard out and that's something that you just got to live with one way or another but we do want people to, you know, we want people to eat mustard. We want people to enjoy mustard. Fourth of July comes around, everybody's putting mustard on everything. And if you're making a, some sort of bean salad and you like mustard, if you like mustard in your coleslaw, if you like mustard in your potato salad like Granny used to make, if you like mustard 
on a sandwich, black mustard, just straight up on a spoon to cure hiccups. It, it has medicinal purposes, too, that a lot of people don't know about. So just keep on using it. And if you're really hell-bent, Johnny, there's always that little bulk food aisle where they got the big things that the restaurants buy. And just go get you, like, a big old tub. Get you a big old tub of mustard, and then you can just ladle that out as much as you can. And when you get down to the bottom, just get your scraper and get on down. You just shove it in there, wipe it around, and get you, you know, some people use the wooden stick, and that's kind of fun. You stick the wooden stick in there, put it on your hot dog bun, and then you're in business, bro. I forgot about the wooden stick thing. Sometimes you see that at the fair. Or at a concession stand. Like, you want mustard on that? And they just don't give you a fucking wooden stick. That, that, that puts a lot of mustard on, whether you like it or not. And I like it. I'm, I'm good with mustard. I like mayonnaise. I like brown mustard. I don't seem to have the problem with brown mustard. I'll give brown mustard a pass this time. Okay, I, I guess I'm satisfied with what you told me, even though you really didn't tell me much. Uh, Johnny, uh, I hope that cuts the mustard and uh, puts some mustard on it as they refer to things in the vernacular somewhere out there in the middle of Shitsville Creek, where I'm from. And uh, enjoy your mustard, everybody. Dave Mustard in the Sausage Hut, breaking it down. I'm going to sleep better knowing that people are putting thought into getting that goddamn mustard out. Sausage Hut 209. It's really like the 600 and something. Go back and listen to all the Sausage Huts. They're fun and they're not tied to current events. So you can go back three years and listen to something stupid. There's so many podcasts out there and so many people suck. Johnny Cobasa doesn't suck. All my music is original. Yeah, that was me playing guitar too. I'm mean with the wah pedal. And if you go to johnnycobasa.com and just search for the word funk, you can find all my funk jams. Sure to liven up any house party or cardio sesh. Follow me on Twitter. Try to get me to do something on Instagram. That's all I'm at. So if you find anybody anywhere else, it's not me. Drop me a line sometime. johnnycobasa.com. Sausage Up Podcast. All up in your business.